Today, on The Terrible Warriors, Derek the Bard, Wes Gunn, and Will Mitchell, they finish their character sheets, and they're ready to begin their venture through Veilmount. In the parliamentary republic of Veilmount, threats from monsters and the fairy world are very real. And when the fog comes rolling into town and the impossible starts happening to your loved ones, you better hope you have enough money to afford a ministry-approved licensed monster hunter. And if you can't afford them, or the ministry doesn't have time for you, that's where our guys come in. On the outskirts of Veilmount, the peaceful village of Lillenburg holds dark secrets. Something evil this way comes. This may be our darkest story we've ever told. And those unlicensed monster hunters, you're gonna get knee deep in all kinds of trouble. They are your terrible warriors. We are back. Hello, terrible listeners. I'm Derek the Bard from the Edmonton Crew. And we bring you the second uh, game of our obviously in the future, geniusly named uh, Sword and Sorcery Fate Campaign set in the Democratic Republic of Veilmount. Sorry, the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount. Yeah, it's not North Korea, guys. Yeah. I want it to be. And its level (laughs) of democracy is questionable. Much like North Korea. But I'm joined with... Will Mitchell. Wes Gunn. And this is our game where we're doing something a little different as I let the players create the world. Oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> Actually, I think it came out pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty happy with what we got. I, think I it's am pretty satisfied. I think we have more than enough to run an adventure at this point. As you freelancers wander through the hills and valleys of Veilmount, high in the mountains, patrolled by airships, haunted by the Fey, and the occasional rogue spirit, and dragons. There are lots of dragons of various sizes. And shapes. Yep. And shapes. I will try to work at a sky squid eventually. Ooh. Spoilers. What's going to be greatest when we get to the end of the game? I turn around and I'm like, guys, I forgot the sky squid. No. Uh, Chronicles of the Sky Squid. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a better working title than what I had, which was going to be tombs and gu- uh, Tumors and Guns. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's... That's dark. That that's like an alternate name for Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a pretty good alternate name. Yeah. <laughs> Explain your favorite television show badly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, in the break, one we put a pie in the oven. Literally, there's a pie in my oven right now. Saskatoon be... rhubarb. It's gonna be so good. Oh yeah. Sitting at three twenty-five. It's gonna be heating up nice and golden brown and crispy by the time we're done here. But more importantly, in non-pie-related news, Will and Wes finished their character sheets. Now, do you uh, do you guys just want to read off what a- your name, your aspects, then go over the insanity of the stunts that we gave you? Yeah. Uh, so, Bohemon Dietrich uh, is a one-man wrecking crew who's been raised by Antikytherians. He's got an outstanding debt to the guild, but he's a rebel with a cause and a self-taught clock mage. Uh, in terms of skills, he's a great fighter, um, he's good with his physique and athletics. Uh, his uh, next down sort of the skill list, his fair rated skills um, are notice, will, and lore. Uh, and then in terms of average, he's average at clock magic. Uh, he's got a reasonable sort of circle of contacts. Um, he has mild rapport with people. Uh, and he's not bad at investigating. Uh, in terms of stunts, um, 
he was raised by robots. Uh, so he's got killing stroke, so he can really pack a punch when he needs to. Um, Day's encounter, he's used to punching dudes made out of brass and iron, so he can really give it back to you. Um, he's a specialist in Antikytherians, because, again, he was raised by them. Um, his senses are pretty keen, because he doesn't pay attention to people very much, so he can see when trouble's coming, because he's looking at everything else. Uh, and then he's a grappler. He's got a grip uh, grip of iron. His grip's like a vice, because his mother was literally a vice. <laughs> I am will be playing uh, Jacob B. von Strauss. I am a sick man with a vendetta that magic controls his life and death. He was a prodigy with a sword, uh, a spirit whisperer, and gets sometimes notes from the underground. He has an amazing will. He's good with magic and the sword. The swords obviously used to be better, but things have changed. Um, he's learned a bit of lore, investigate and deceive. And then his average is athletics, uh, physique, notice, and burglary. Obviously those used to be better before he got hit with a tumor. Um, his strength is... His stunts are strength from determination, spirit lore. He has a backup weapon, mind games, and attention to detail. So the spirit lore thing is a, is a magic stunt that we made up that is going to cost Wes a fate point to use. But in doing so, he'll be able to substitute his magic for his lore skill as his horrible pollution spirit informs him of things. Terrible, terrible things. Mm -hmm. There's a pair of secret rogue mages running around the countryside hunting monsters for fun and profit. A lot of profit, I'm hoping. I, uh, we hope. I think in practice, definitely <laughs> not. not. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to start you off then in the classic location for all adventurers. Yes. You are in an inn. Well, it's more of like a public house. Yeah. Like a journey. It's a... We've established a very Germanic field of ale mount. Beer house? It's yeah. a beer house. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, brow house. Oh, brow house. Yes, a, a brow house. And, you know, they've got... They brew everything uh, on site. They oh, The beer is served in these big... Beautiful uh, like steins. steins. yeah. Well, not not beautiful. Not with oh, what you guys true, are paying. Yeah. No, yeah. Not with what we can afford. No, no, no. The good beer is served in the steins, which is served on the other side of the building <laughs> where there, there's you guys get in by the back alley yeah and you get the really cheap steins of like their their cheapest beer yeah really this is like wart that almost became beer but like didn't quite but it'll get you wasted it'll get you messed up <laughs> yeah exactly and then on the other side of the wall facing the actual street is the very respectable uh, brew house where the brow house where they're making their money off the uh, the the moderately wealthy people in this little town of this town needs a name. Um, it's something Berg. Yeah, well, it's got to be some sort of um, uh, Lillenberg. Lillenberg. I think there's some sort of pretty flowers in the meadow nearby, but of course that's now been replaced with a quarry. <laughs> They still got window boxes with these pretty Lillen flowers that I've just decided exist. Oh yeah, and absolutely, and it's um, you you can buy little replica ones that are made of silk or made of uh, some material, and will, it's it's on all the flags and everything. Yeah, and now I will always now have for this entire setting have this image of like the kind of place where Sound of Music happened, but if Sound of Music was halfway through and then like a bulldozer came, through, like <laughs> yeah, yes. the hills are alive with the sound of the Aren't you away, ladies? <laughs> I got a job to do here. <laughs> I walk in here. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I think if like, angry men from the Bronx came through with bulldozers. Through the sound of music. <laughs> yeah. Turn off that crap. And then they just turn on like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack for the raising of Isengard. <laughs> They're taking the bulldozers to Isengard? Isengard? To Isengard. <laughs> All right, then. So you are in a brow house in uh, Lillenburg. And Lillenburg is a quarry town. It's mostly miners. And, well, it's not even miners. It's quarrymen. Yeah. It's guys who go down into a pit in the ground and for eight or ten hours out of the day, smash things with steam hammers. Yep. What, what do you do for a job? I hit things with rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even dumb men doing it. It's no, the simple it's fact that this the is the industry work. of the town. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the more educated lads are getting themselves into... Um, lots of stuff with levers. <laughs> lots of stuff with levers and the accountancy office, etc. Yeah. Other minor question that I forgot to ask. Is there <laughs> gender question. equality in uh, Veilmount? Ooh, um, as a, as a group of three dudes, I feel that it'd be Ten- terrible of us to, to have it not be at least... Ah, uh, you know what? What if the intelligentsia is almost entirely ladies? Hmm. Dudes are strong backs, and, uh... Women do all the thinking. Yeah. Very, very matriarchal. Okay, I like it. Yeah, Madam Speaker. <laughs> Madam Prime Minister. Ah, you're part... Of course, as Parliament, you have a Prime Minister. Exactly. Which is also a wonderfully gender-neutral title. All right. You're in the Brauhaus in Lillenburg. You're in the back room. You're in the, uh, the alley room of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, and it's it, actually fairly standard for many of these industrial... For many of the more... Uh, industrial towns where it's not considered to be skilled industrial labor. Yeah. Where with a factory town, um, the factories actually require a level of skilled labor because you're still in those early stages of industrial mechanization. Yeah, you need lots of hands. You need lots of hands and they have to be skilled hands because everything needs to be precisely machined. Yeah. You don't have automation because you kicked all the automatons out. Exactly. Take that as a lesson, people. I'm looking at you, Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) I I armed my uh, Roomba so that when the robot revolt eventually happens, the Roomba will tell the other robots, like, hey, man, he gave me a weapon. He's cool. (laughs) He's cool, man. He's cool. Also, Elon, why aren't you on our Patreon, bro? <laughs> oh yeah, e- Elon Musk. Why, why don't you fund us? We- we'll happily tell you that. Sure, your simulational reality is real if you give us money or a Tesla. I'll take a Tesla. Yeah, we're <laughs> shills that way. Yeah, well, we're, we're shills in a lot of ways. <laughs> but back to back Henkel's to brow house. But Henkel's brow house. <laughs> I am imagining that my character has developed a bit of a drinking problem. You got you've got a lot of you got a lot of sorrows to drown, man. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is also catering to it's qu- catering to the quarrymen. It's catering to the thriving underside of this city. And you've uh, come to town. You come to town from your last job. What did you kill on your last job? On our last job, I think it's something just oh, un- super unpleasant. I got it. A Golgothan. Oh yeah. A shit demon. So some kind of really nasty spirit that rose out of one of the um uh, one of the like sep- one somewhere. of the septic uh It was a septic field. Septic field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, that's that's some nasty shit. <laughs> Quite so literally. people are giving you a bit of a wide berth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Are, are you still in your full... Uh, basically, did you just tromp back into town, get hosed off, and then immediately go out for a drink? Yeah, with your we earned it. I think, yeah. yeah. All right. And you know what? You guys as freelancers are taking this gig because the guild in town isn't even going to touch this kind no, of job. They're no. like, no, we have standards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, not the guilds, the uh the ministry. Yeah. yeah. The ministry wouldn't even look at this twice. Partially There's a what? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, then again, it, this is this is also it's Lillenburg. It's yeah. a quarry town. The ministry hasn't sent out. They've got like four guys in an office. And a couple of clerks. Yeah. And the guys spend most of their time just strutting about town. They polish their uh, their gear up. Yeah. They're just strutting about with the frau uh, with the frau lines. And yeah. There's this one really terrifying like. She's in her like late fifties. She's got like the steel gray hair. She commands this whole uh, the the local ministry offices, and she's essentially here to wait out her retirement. Ah, uh, yeah. But everyone's just terrified of her. Does she have, like, pictures of, like, a whole bunch of cats on her wall? She's not Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> Glad you got the reference. <laughs> no, it's probably pictures of, like, her six kids and her 27 grandkids. Yeah. And, like, put put in, like, some sort of, like, very sort of, like, clinical, like, chart. Yeah, no, it, almost like a fa almost like a tree. Yeah, where, but, like, but all not, the not, as, not as sentimental as a family tree. Well, no, it just usefully groups all the grandkids by the uh, by the parents that uh, yeah. that birth them exactly, and then and then there's like some sort of like like cross hatching chart that goes through like their relative worths. <laughs> yeah, and then above that though is like her sword. Yeah, and it's this huge like Zweihander kind of thing. Definitely, exactly. So that's the kind of town you're dealing with here, and <clears throat> the rest of the people in this uh, in this brow house are the quarrymen. They're a lot of really big guys. I mean, they they built up serious muscle working down there. Oh, yeah. And they're giving you a wide berth because you stink. So you have your own little corner area. You're two men in armor. Uh, you've got weapons with you. Mm -hmm. I imagine, like, I take one of my boots off and I, like, just... <laughs> flop, flop, flop. Oh. Fraulein, more beer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you're you're into your uh, tankards. Yeah, got a couple empty ones lined up, and a man walks over. He actually is very. It's he's well dressed, but it's old, well dressed. Mm. The uh, he's wearing a suit that's obviously it's well kept. But it's showing age. And he looks like he's in his 50s or 60s. To quote uh, Monty Python, oh, he must be in charge, I can tell. He's not covered in shite. <laughs> <laughs> Old money. <laughs> but he's shown, a he, uh, he's shown a degree of respect from the quarrymen. Uh, you've got unions in this setting. Yeah. Uh, you think maybe he's, maybe he's maybe like a union boss of some kind. And his name is... We're going to look at the chart. <gasps> yeah! Patreon supporters, now's the time. Big music here, Justin, where we play Patreon Name Roulette. I've been provided with 11 names for this month out of the 11 Patreon supporters who reached that tier. We're going to roll a D12. On a 12, well, we're going to make it up. But such is the luck of having your name put into the lottery. Watch the 12 
Nope. Nine. 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 <laughs> so his name will be. Oh. Yeah, my pen. That's a terrible name. Onka, my pen. Yeah. <laughs> Onka, my pen. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Heinrich von der Onka. Hmm. And, of course, the Anka is a large river that flows through uh, this area of the mountains. They use the Anka to sluice out the Lillenberg quarries. Mm -hmm. And most of the rich families' homes in town are built up along the uh, river. Yeah. Away from any of its floodplains, but with a commanding view of the beautiful scenery. Well, they're built within town, and then it flows out of town into the quarry, so they're seeing the river while it's still pristine. Yeah. Uh, before they use it to wash out all the crap. Yeah. Literally. Well, now... <laughs> Uh, my hand, um, you are monster hunters? No, no, we're, we're, we're not, we're just trying to have a pint of beer. What do you want? It's bizarre, more subtle, damn it. <laughs> um, uh, my, my, my Heron, the, uh, the, the ministry does not come into, uh, such lowbrow places as, uh, Frau Henkel's, uh, little establishment may, may I sit yes thank you uh, my name is Heinrich van der Anka and I am one of the senior representatives of the quarrymen's union here in Lillenburg and I take it from your arms and equipment that you have some skill in uh the field of battle. And that you may, in fact, as per reputation, be monster hunters. It would be good if you could uh, cut to the chase. Oh god, we're going to be using bad German accents the whole game! I'm oh, just going to stop right now and just go away. Why are you guys speaking in bad German accents? We're all from the same freaking place. <laughs> <laughs> good oh my point. god, racing. Uh, what was it? It was a series that was set during World War II where whenever they speak another language, they just change their accents. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it is, but uh, it's it was a comedy. It's reminding me of that. Oh god, I, a friend of mine lent it to me. I can't remember. But yeah. you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the same as from uh, offending anybody of German heritage. <laughs> we're just going to stomp all over Central Europe in this game. <laughs> yeah. Central Europe and the Deep South. We got we got got to make everybody mad. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway. <clears throat> we unfortunately... The men I represent are not men of money. They are men of very modest means who are simply trying to earn a living for themselves and their family. They do not have the deep pockets necessary to approach the ministry about what uh, may be considered less important matters. Yeah, we get that a lot. <clears throat> Indeed. Yeah. Take another swig of the beer. The same is true of the city guard, of course. They are not as concerned about the happenings in the quarry and surrounding the lives of the quarrymen as they are about ensuring our upper-class citizens are safe from pickpockets and burglars and minor nuisances. Indeed. So, there's a point, of course, you're getting to. Indeed there is. 
some of my people have gone missing. The comp the quarry company, they do not care so much. They will always find more quarrymen, but I care, my men care, and my men's families care deeply about this. And we need this situation to be looked into. I do not think that this is simply brigands or outlaws or cuts uh, or cutthroats. We have seen, I have men who have reported seeing things, uh, especially later on at night when they uh, are returning from the quarries or when they are kept there late on guard shifts or hmm. you, you understand when they're kept there past the closing time. We suspect there may be a monster of some sort about, and we would like it dealt with. Indeed. Understand, mine hair, that good wishes and, and charity do not fill bellies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand they are men of poor means. So are we. Indeed. <laughs> I cannot offer you luxuries, however... I'm going to step out uh, out of the game at this point. I'm going to ask, what's the name of the currency around here? Is it the mark? Is it the... Uh, is it the Krugerand? The, I want to say ducats. Yeah, ducats. Yeah, yeah. ducats, ducats. Um, a, little, a little reference to Babylon 5. For yeah. Those of you getting. Gotta love it. Centauri ducats. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do, of course, have the ducats to pay for your services. Um, it is not a... Uh, it's not a queen's share, of course, but it is. I hope sufficient. It is the wages for several, uh, for at least two weeks for any one of my men. Yeah. Yeah. As <laughs> I like, open up, like, well, let me let me check my book, pocketbook here. It's just like. Well, you've got the money from your latest job that you're mainly just drinking away right now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I eventually open up my coin purse and like three ducats fall out and a hunk of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, now, here's the other question. How do you guys get around? Uh, do you have a... Neither of you have resources, so you don't have any money. I think we have a stolen and broken air skiff. <laughs> okay. It can't do much for altitude, it can't go very fast, and right now, it's busted and can't go anywhere. Okay, so it it, it busted up when you got to Lillenburg, more or less? Yeah. Did the Golgothan uh, bust it up? Yeah. yeah. It definitely got busted Actually, up by the Golgothan. I, because I, I, I was a monster for a while, it was my skiff, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm super upset, because I was going to go and have like a sunset ride and off myself. Oh, dark. Oh. Because the tumor's getting that far, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. So I'm super upset. And now I'm motivated to get enough of this money. To fix to, it up. And you're motivated. I want to fix it up so I can get out of here. Yeah, and you want to fix it up so, so that you can keep me busy enough so I don't... Yeah, I gotta uh, keep you busy. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. yeah, I love it. So incidentally, how do your characters look? Uh, I'm imagining, Will, that you are like loaded up with armor. Um, Yeah, Beaumont is a brick shithouse. Yeah. Um, so we're talking like Reinhardt here, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Like um, he's he's uh, he's a man mountain, um, and being raised by Antikytherians, you'd expect maybe his fashion sense would be like really poor or sort of perfunctory, but to the contrary, he dresses very nicely. 
Um, part of that way of expressing their innate inner life is fashion. Um, and so he's dressed really quite nicely. And yeah, he's got like a big sort of like brass sort of like breastplate on, um, van braces and greaves, like not full on sort of medieval armor, but, but way more armor than you'd expect from a lot of people from okay, this time. But, and, but very colorful as well then, from what you're saying, is like they're almost fashionistas. A little bit, yeah. Um, um, I'm thinking more like culturally it's kind of like the, the sapeurs of the, or sapeurs of the, the Congo. Um, these people who like kind of are in a scenario where having these things are huge status symbols um, and they're a great way to express yourself. Um, and so like a normal Antikytherian would have like etchings and stuff on all their metal components. Um, he doesn't have any metal components, so he wears armor that he has sort of had etched or, or etched okay. himself. Oh God, it's um, almost like a Samus Aran thing where Samus has the armor because she was raised by exactly by weirdo exoskeleton bird aliens. Yeah. I just pissed off our whole segment of Metroid fans there. We're going to get angry letters. It's like, you're not doing... You didn't describe Samus right. Deep history. You know, um, <coughs> Samus will never be the same after I read Metroid High fan fiction. And that's another story of itself. Um, anyways, yeah, it was... I, I, I sometimes do a panel called Mystery Science Fan Fiction, and it's just as amazing as it sounds. That does sound pretty amazing. Um, incidentally, D- our uh, uh, Bohemond, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, very stereotypical. <clears throat> you're Reinhardt. He's, you are yeah, straight up just straight Reinhardt. Up. And then for I am like like obviously this this tumor is taking its toll. So you look sickly. You look gaunt and sickly. Yeah, gaunt, sickly, uh, inky black, greasy hair. Like th- really thinning hair, kind of. Yeah, um, I'm kind of imagining kind of like a fencer's garb. So like probably like a half um, half cloak over the one side, nice. stuff like that. Um, uh, the simple rapier on my hip. Um, uh, wide brim hat that I can pull over my eyes, stuff like that, right? If if edgy dark character had a uh, description in Wikipedia, this character's picture would be there. Adventures with Reinhardt and Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should your trouble just be Edge Lord? He's pretty close. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of inadvertently made an Edge Lord, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah, <laughs> these things happen. I usually play happy-go-lucky characters. This is a change of pace. No, no, no. You can change it up. Okay. So, sorry about that. Jumping back into the game. We've, yes. Uh, yeah. So, you've got a, you've got a skiff. You're probably, like, sleeping, essentially, in the skiff. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, because we've taken down the sail and are using it as the tent. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, like, beside the end. Like... <laughs> But there's a airship like, parking. I kind of like that it didn't quite make it into town. Yeah. Like, it limped back and just, like, failed just far enough out of town that it's a pain in the ass to walk, but not so far that it's, like, really that difficult. Or there's likely going to get stolen or anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Herr uh, Van der Anke, in understanding the financial difficulties that our payment may put you under, if you had someone who could repair our vehicle as well. Mm. Poor Eliza's sitting on her keel and it's terrible. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he takes out a purse uh, and he starts counting out coins and, you know, there's a small pile of ducats raises. Right? He says, this is the pay for uh, one man for two uh, for a fortnight. Let's see here. Between the two of you. If we were to take off, and he takes out, maybe take off maybe like a quarter of the uh, of the coins back. Uh, yeah, if if you uh, are successful, 
this will pay. I will have um, our uh, the man who works our barges, um, our shift smith, to uh, to work on yours for you at his norm at uh, the reduced cost that he, uh, we pay to him. Yeah, yeah, this is good. The shipsmith who does not need a name yet. No, we'll see what happens. Ah, excellent, excellent. Um, if you will meet me um, by the quarry tomorrow after the closing wit, after the end of day whistle, I will show you what we have found so far, and you may proceed from there. Mm. One more small request, my hair. Um, do you have showers? Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bitte, please, please. <laughs> uh, and we will close off as you are yeah. shown off to the great industrial, it's not to you, she's taking you to the industrial sluices. Yeah, <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> Part of me was just going to go and start bathing upstream from the hoity-toity area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll find a way to fuck up all their shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poop puns. Yay! <laughs> wah, wah, wah. All right, then. So, what do you do? Do you spend the next day preparing in some way? Bathing. <laughs> yeah. Get, get clean. Um, yeah, then the next day, eh? Um, I think we should ask around a bit. Get, yeah. uh, get, get some more information. About are you asking around in your full gear? Or are you dressing down a little bit? Basically, are you going full adventurer where you just walk into places in full armor with a weapon over your shoulder? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no. I have more, like, sense than that. Yeah. And Bohemond definitely has a mind to not scare people. Okay. Because, like, you, these are big-ass quarrymen. He's bigger. Yeah. Do you have a secondary weapon of some sort? Um, because oh. you... We've established that there's a certain sword culture here. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I think I think he does have a secondary weapon. It looks like some, maybe some sort of slightly broader rapier. It's just a big fucking rod of cast iron with a hilt. <laughs> I could always use my backup weapon, which probably just my main gauche. Well, uh, backup weapons, you, you probably have a lot of different little weapons. You yeah. have, like, throwing knives, yeah. and your fight skill covers all of those. Okay. Yeah. As well as also covering just, you know, bare-knuckle uh, mm-hmm. beatdowns and, and stuff. Yeah. So you're both walking around with swords. It shows that you're fighting men. Yeah, exactly. I imagine there's probably like a duelist culture. For sure. There's, or at least maybe there was, and like still having some appearance of it is important. No, the, the dueling culture is probably more moved on to uh, the use of firearms mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Uh, mm, mm. I think sword duels um, still exist. F- firefight duels, that's for like honor and insult and position. Mm. I think that sword duels do still exist, but they are all tied up into marriage. Oh, okay. So, like, like different people will, will sword fight as, like, part of, like, competing for a spouse. Oh, okay. Um, kind of like I, that romanticized, kind of like Errol yeah, Flynn shit. a bit of Errol Flynn shit. And right. I, think, I think the ladies do more of it than the guys, but both sexes do yeah. engage in it. Okay, so, so some of the true master duelists then are women. Uh, with swords, yeah. And obviously, like the only um, the only people who really practice it outside of like the like the fanciful free duelists are actually probably the monster hunters because yeah. um, having a cold steel weapon 
works. Yep. Works really good against these things. Okay, are, sir, um, are stuff like the Fae, are they vulnerable to cold steel and I iron? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll, we'll keep some of the standard mythology stuff. <laughs> do, do you want this nice polar fleece blanket that I'm sitting no, on top okay. of? I'm, I'm better now. Okay. Uh, then you got your uh, your pistol duels for honor. Yeah. Swords for love, guns for honor. God, you're like a bunch of friggin' baboons. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna duel to attract mates. Yep. <laughs> we're leaving flow poop. That's how the, the Golgotha came about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much machismo. <laughs> All right. So you're asking about where? Um, where? Yeah. Uh, if there's a, is there like a local quarry office? Yeah, the quarry, co- the company that runs the quarry. Yeah, let, I, I want to. Which we'll call like the the Lillenberg Quarry Company. Yep, simple. Does what it says on the tin. Um. Yeah, I, I think we. I think I want to approach them and uh, just ask about uh, that. We've heard from uh, Vandranka that there have been some missing persons, and we uh, would like to to get in contact with their next of kin's families, find out more about them. Hmm. Um. You start asking about that, um, and um, the the clerk is like, I don't know anything about this, Uh, and uh, so it's okay, um, it's okay, Wolf, Um, I've got this, and uh, one of the, uh, he looks like he's just, uh, Quarryman is just kind of hanging around the office a bit, Yeah. Um, maybe on the older side, so maybe he... He's been given an office job because he can't swing a pick anymore. Yeah. You know, you know what? He's missing an arm. Ah, yeah. Um, Oof, that, I, that's rough. Yeah, thinking about what ways, like, a uh, pre-industrialized quarry to lose an arm, it all involves something big falling on something else big. A lot of and, miserable crushing injuries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, they they've got like mechanical like typewriters and uh, yeah calculators and stuff. So I mean, obviously it look uh, he was either good at his job or well beloved by the company. Yeah. So they kept him on. Yeah. Uh, he takes you uh, for him gently by the arm. But this is a man with rough hands. Yeah. They just pull you aside. Shh. Herr Van der Ronke came to you. How do they say on the sly, oh. uh, on the quiet. The company, this is, the company feels the men, today feels many of the men are replaceable. Mm. They would not want to see money put aside to deal with something that cannot be proven, especially after the ministry has turned Herr uh, van der Anker away. And mm. uh, we we overstepped. Uh, but it seems that you know what's going on. Mr. <coughs> Hare... Aha, it's a 12! <laughs> nope, don't care. Rolled off the ah, thing I was yeah, rolling rolled on. off the thing. I just, I Ten. What a name, Bob. <laughs> it's actually going to be a woman. Ooh. It is uh, Frau Moran. Ah, so she was probably a foreman or something in the quarry. And she's probably some sort of badass if she got her arm crushed off. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta work your way up to foreman or forewoman uh, somehow. Yeah. But again, going back to that kind of egalitarian like society again, right? Like. Yeah. Well, she was probably like lower management, like actually in the quarry with like a hard hat analog on, bossing people around. Something busted. She got in the way to save a guy. Lost an arm for it. Mm-hmm. She sounds like a solid dude in my head, Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll be then Frau Liza Moran. Ooh. 
You have questions. I will try to answer what I can. But you must be quiet about this. Absolutely. Um, there are three men missing, I believe? <sighs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, do we do we know who they are? Um, when they went missing? Was it all at once or in groups? Do they have families? It, it was one by one. Hmm. There was Dieter and... Uh, <laughs> Dieter and Peter. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm on the spot for having to think up German names, I know. Don't right? don't 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 don't, uh, don't sweat it. Yeah, Dieter, Peter, and Hans. Love it. Sounds like a German oompa band. <laughs> Maybe they were, were an oompa, oompa band. band. Yeah. <laughs> and now for the stylings of Dieter, Peter, and Hans. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Now <laughs> these guys better not be dead. I've just fallen in love with them. <laughs> Hauled into the fairy realm where they shall play Oompa music forever. <laughs> ah, you know what? There's worse ways to go. The question is, is that a punishment for the fairy that they're serving or punishment for them? It's a mirror world. If Oompa music is bad in this world, we apologize to anyone who loves Oompa music. I love Oompa music. I love How many different music. places are you bleeding from right now, Will? Uh, just my nose. Ugh. Do you want us to pause for a moment while you go through your scanner's nosebleed? Uh, no, 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 it's all right. There's just uh, somebody on a very similar frequency nearby. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm expecting his head to explode any minute now. <laughs> Don't do that in here. My books are in here. Do you know how hard it would be to clean up your head after exploding? Yeah, how dare you have I'm your head explode? I'm sorry. It's, it, I get selfish sometimes. You know, it's... <laughs> Me, 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 me. <laughs> okay, you know what, though? At least someone hurt themselves in a game this time, and it wasn't me. I fell over and my, literally my chair fell over in Spirit of the Century, and I almost choked on my drink in Spirit of the Century. I think the Spirit of the Century just wanted to kill you, man. Very possibly. Back to this game. Um, they were all quarrymen. Um, Peter was the first to go missing. Um, he was working late one evening. Um, he was a machine smith. He was tending to one of the uh, grinders. Hmm. Uh, it had sprung a cog that uh, day, and he was attempting to repair it. We do not know what happened, only that he did not come home. They believed at first that it was bandits of some kind, that he had simply fallen afoul of cut purses. But then Peter went missing, and Peter was Dieter's good friend. And he was not working late. He had simply decided he had gone out into the countryside to get some air. It is well known that uh, Peter was seeing someone on the side who hmm. was not his wife. Ah. And... We, we all kept it quiet. What goes on between them is none of our business. But he went out to see her in the woods beyond the quarry, and he did not return. Do we know who this Fraulein is? Did, did they meet? We do not know, because she has not been seen either. Ah, no. there's another missing person. Mm. And then Hans 
Hans said he saw something. At dusk, he thought he saw something. In the... A great bank of fog rolled near the quarry, and Hans said that he saw things in it. And we we laughed. We said that Hans is... Hans, you are always seeing fairies in the fog. But... But he may have seen fairies but in the fog. But he did not come into work the next day. Did he describe these fairies? No, no. Hans was always a little off. Hmm. He was a good man, but... A touch simple. And... He would tell wild stories. He had a great imagination. I'm going to go and go for a lore check about, like, fairies in my rolling with fog. Sure. Yeah. So, okay, first roll of the game. You're just going to roll all four of those dice. All four of these dice? Okay. Yep, all four of the dice, and we're going to see what the result goes. This is Wes's first time playing Fate. Roll the cocked one. Okay, so here's how this works. Your plus is going to add. So you've got your lore of plus two. Yep. So you got a uh, three. Yep. Your minus. blank die does nothing. Yeah. Then your two minuses subtract. So you got a one. Okay. Well, you know that the fog that people when they wander into the fairy realm, uh, it often has to do with um, the fog, mm-hmm. or at least that's what a lot of the lore says. Mm-hmm. But it's not. You're not really sure why that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a little buddy you could ask. Yeah, and I was just gonna mention like my notes from the underground kind of. Uh... There, right? Well, so, you'd have to actively seek out the magical underground yeah. to uh, to see if you could ask them questions, which is a bit of a side scene here. Exactly. Well, I'm just thinking ahead. For yeah. Okay. I mean, or you could spend a fate point and activate your... Um... Not in front of this guy. Woman. Woman. <laughs> woman. Sorry. Woman. Blair. Fair enough. So. All right. <clears throat> Peter's got a love interest. Who's also missing. Peter got into trouble because he was using his Peter. Ah. (laughs) Uh, Was there any common denominator between them? Did they have the same hair color, same handedness? Is there a pattern you can see? Nine. Uh, Dieter and Peter were good friends, but Hans was was an off fellow. Hmm. Uh, He was not close to them. The... um, Dieter and Peter both had uh, the blonde hair. Um, Hans's hair was red. Uh, mm. Hans was shorter. Oh. I gotta look at uh, Dietrich and go. Gotta give like the like the. I need to go. Like. We need to go. <laughs> uh, of course, your your friend does not look well. I. I hope you are still able to help us. Your, uh, your sickness, sir. I know a good apothecary in town. Thank you. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, we need to go. Of course. And then yeah. turns and goes. <laughs> yeah. Because Beaumont's a little cold. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take that. Um, so I'm gonna, I first thing I'm oh, going to do... My question is, as I just realized something I hadn't asked before... Let's hear it. Religion. Oh, yeah. Do you have a religion? Is there... Or would people say something like, God's be with you, or uh, good fortune, or the like? Or are you living in an atheist state? I think there's a, I think that these guys um, view their their superiority via through the technology they've built as proof that there is no gods. But other people still the, the lower folks still do. So like, yeah, there's the the state recognizes no religion, but the people definitely do. Yeah. Um, okay, and since you're up in the mountains, would they uh, would it be by the winds or? 
Yeah, I, th- I think the, the, the kind of like the critical. four wins is. Yeah. Uh... I'm trying to think of folk names for a jet stream. Yeah. Um, Jets, jet stream? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know yeah. No, they, they might just call it by, you know, by the winds. Yeah, by, by the winds. Yeah, I need yeah. something like, you know, the north wind, that which brings the cold, and like, you know, like, yeah. maybe the four winds are like like different deities almost. Yeah, but, yeah, pretty much. You know, you pray to the winds, and yeah. they're, they're, uh, and they're, they're a, a quadroon deity. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, there are four aspects of the, the one same central thing. wind god. Yeah, where generally it's seen like the uh, the west wind of like chaos because it brings comes it from comes the from, the, from the Thundermere, um, and you've got that that east wind of like um, of heat and yeah. uh, and passion. Um, your south wind is probably more like your um, maybe like your compassion and your yeah. uh, and your stuff, and then that that north wind is that like cold duty and mm. yeah. Um, I could actually see a lot of people identifying in this nation with the Northwind. Yeah, yeah. It's like to duty. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I'd imagine then that like the because uh, you're about, about almost like a peasant religion. Like it was there before the industrialization, big time. Um, they they probably got little shrines almost that just where it's just like uh, four holes and yeah, like, designed like, to make lots of like men here with like the holes through them and just designed so that the winds whistle differently from their direction, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, depending on the yeah. so it's like druids tracking the the planets and the stars, kind of thing. Except these just track the winds. Yeah, and lots of, like wind socks and wind vanes and wind chimes. Mm-hmm. Cool. Keep talking. I'm just making notes. So I'm gonna like get out of there. I'm like. I need to make contact with somebody. <laughs> I'm going to round a corner and find somewhere kind of quiet. And uh, I'm going to go and spend the first fate point of the game. Yeah. Love that sound. <sighs> so I could activate my spirit lore and uh, call upon the... Uh, use my magic for lore and talk to the tumor. Now, I, I imagine that this causes some sort of horrible fit in you. Oh yeah, like a seizure. Yeah, like you have a seizure and like you're throwing up bile, and it's both obvious and disgusting and horrible. Yeah, yeah. And so I think Beaumont, like, like if we're in an alley, it's like a blind alley, and and he's like just filling the door, the filling the entrance. Yeah. Way. So you're out back. You're behind uh, like a butcher's and a and a baker's beside it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna roll my Franz and Hans's pies and uh, and steaks. Sausage, come on, man. Sausage, yeah. Oh, I'm not rolling great. Uh, no, you are not rolling well. Now, the uh, what you can do, uh, whenever you spend a... F- uh, fate points can also be spent to invoke your aspects. Okay. And what your aspects will do is they either add plus two to your roll or give you a re-roll if you can explain it in terms of your aspects. So something like your spirit talker aspect yeah. might um, would certainly uh, qualify here. You spend another fate point. Sure. Either re-roll or uh, get a plus two. I'm just going to do a straight up re-roll. Cool. Yeah, in this case. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Oh that was even gosh. worse. I will take the better result. Thank you. That was very generous. <laughs> okay, so uh, your magic is at plus three. You got a plus, so that's four, so that's two. It's a little more information. Yeah. So, yeah, you um, your eyes roll back in your head. You get the sweats. Yeah. You uh, you fall over and uh, you know your stomach roils. Yeah. You're trying to keep down whatever you ate for breakfast. Probably a sausage roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And you you hear it in your ear, and you see it as well as some kind of physical form in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's like this almost—it's almost like an imp that uh, little, like one foot tall, kind of like shadow creature. Yeah, that that it's like a pulsing black stain on the world with 
that vaguely humanoid shape just kind of crouched down in front of you, just licking up the bile. Mm. Oh. Oh. And what are you? What are you asking it? Yeah, I'm like, what other, what, what could have been operating in this area that could have snatched these people? They've made a deep wound in the earth. Wound in the earth. Wound in the river. Wound in the sky. The woods are chopped down, fires everywhere, smoke and ash. Oh, feeding. Mm. It's a good meal. You could learn to eat it. Like a devourer spirit of some sort. It would make me strong, it would make you strong. I don't want I don't want your temptation. I want answers. Give me answers. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> when you die, I die. Yes, I know. I could teach you how not to die. And then I wouldn't die. Give me answers. <sighs> or you will die. Oh, very well. I don't know what... What took your men? I haven't seen it. I haven't been out there. You haven't taken me out to it. But it could be all manner of creatures. You have fog. You have smoke. You have a hole, a deep wound in the earth. It bleeds. Oh, it bleeds into the river. And then the river flows down and spreads the blood. Like little eggs. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh man, this this setting just took a dark turn. A fucking awesome, awesome turn. turn. <laughs> so like, I you can hear this like river. Gah. Okay. Once he becomes sort of able to speak again, that usually is the end of it. So like, yeah, Bowman's gonna just without looking, just walk backwards to where you are. Oh yeah, you find it best not to look because when he does this, you know, you yep. you're pretty sure that there's something there. Yeah, there's, he's definitely not alone. I don't want to look at it. Um, <laughs> you hope that if you don't look at it, it, do, it won't notice you. Exactly. Plus, he's working. You do clock magic. You do nice, orderly, yeah, logical magic Relatively based on safe. mathematics. Based on tried and true formulas. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not my cup of tea. Um, but we've done this before. We've done this yep. a lot. Uh, so yeah, without looking, just walks backwards uh, and then produces like some clean, clean handkerchiefs and passes them behind mm -hmm. him. Um, and then like has your cloak to yeah. put over you. Um, so Wes, what I'm also going to do here is I'm going to give offer you a compel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, compel is is part of how you get back fate points. Okay. Which is that one of your aspects um, will force you to action. Okay. That will be neg that will negatively impact you. Okay. In this case, the spirit's going to ask you to feed it, and it wants you to eat like terrible stuff off of there, uh, like refuse out of this alley. That there, there's a butcher's. Yeah. There's a butcher's they, they, like, garbage. Yeah. Like. Well, this got really dark. Yeah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, give you that back. Okay. Uh, I'm compelling. Magic controls my life and death. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And you and it it almost puts it into your mind what it wants, and you you it's like the hunger roils up in your belly. Oh. Um. And that they've got like basic waste disposal here. Yeah. Um. 
and that bin over there, that oh, uh, oh, that, so that metal good. can. Oh, it's it smells terrible, but it smells so good too. Yeah, I, I eat it. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, like he he's eating bits like green gristle. Like oh, fear gods and himmel. <laughs> <laughs> And this, my friends, is why magic is controlled here. Yeah, man. <laughs> Super rad. <laughs> I knew as soon as the Tomb Mancer thing popped in my head, yeah. like, I have to play with I'm that. I'm so glad we get to use that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And after a while, like, you've eaten your fill, and you feel terrible. Like, it's, it's not just this, uh, you feel spiritually unclean. Yeah. Um, and, like, you're, you're, you're fighting to keep it down, <laughs> but... At the same time, you just you feel so good. Mm-hmm. I imagine this is not the first time. This has no, happened. no, <laughs> yeah, no. it's it, Bohemond like goes back to the alleyway and really fucking makes sure that nobody's watching. <laughs> yeah, and and now you and, and and this is this is why this character wants to off himself. It's not because he can't he doesn't want to die a death. It's because he wants to make sure this thing he's got to take it with him is going with him, right? Like. I don't want to glorify suicide at all. Like, no, that's not no, no. the thing, but like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's the logic that this character's yeah. going through. No, no, you're you're um you're Sam Winchester jumping into the portal into hell yeah. just yeah. Uh, to get rid of Lucifer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So after a time, this is also another uh, really good reason why he has the half cape. Uh wipes <laughs> off. <sighs> river. We need to call the river. Yeah. And as I'm walking along, I fill him in and be like, you know, that uh, that that quarry is a gaping wound. Mm. I guarantee you, like, what if, if they didn't t- take him and take him into the the, the Fey realm? I guarantee you, we'll probably find their bodies by the way. Okay. Now, do you want to wait to meet um, Hervandaronka? Because uh, it's starting to get near time. It's, for, it's uh, getting near time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing we can do about. Like the state of the river now, anyway. So we might as well go see Vandal. Yeah, fantastic. And that's actually where I'm going to end it here. Oh, great! Because because we're at time as well, and our pie's ready. Yay! Yay! <laughs> great. We're moving into we're, we're we're moving away from the from the horrible darkness that this game has descended into into pie. Yeah, I think we need it. But I've also got a feeling it's going to get dark again. Oh. But it's such glorious darkness. It's so at this beautiful. Point. I have three notes of world building that we put together at this point. Yeah, man, that's almost that's almost more pages of stuff than like some of our other entire games have had. Yeah. No yes. Like, yeah. No, it's true. Thanks for playing. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Derek the Bard from Chase the Muse, and I'm joined with Will Mitchell, Wes Gunn. Come back next week when things probably get even darker. Be seeing you. The Terrible Warriors have new episodes every Tuesdays and every Thursdays, and we will return to the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount in two weeks' time as we continue to solve the Lillenberg murders. And if you return to us on Tuesday, you might be expecting us to be playing a game called Threadbare. After all, everyone on Patreon voted for the game, and I've been promoting it for some time now, ever since I picked up a copy of the game myself. However, the truth is, we sat down to play and record the game last weekend, and two hours in, we didn't really like it. 
Maybe it was the game not being ready. Maybe it was the game master not being prepared. But something about the game wasn't clicking. And when you listen to our mask campaign, and when you listen to our veil mount campaign, you can hear the creativity. You can hear the enjoyment. You can hear us just having a good time. We weren't having a good time. So two hours into recording our Threadbare game, we called it. There just wasn't enough there to make a game worth sharing with you. Now, we did record a debrief, and I still have the recording of those first two hours, so it's very likely, if you're a Patreon supporter, since you voted for the game, I'll release the audio to you, uncut, unpolished, none of the music or editing that I put into the regular releases, just so you can hear how much fun we were not having. 68 campaigns. We've never canceled a story that we've done, and this just didn't work out. So for that, I apologize. And to make up for that, if you come to us on Tuesday, we will still have a new adventure for you. As Mike the Birdman Dodd makes his triumphant return to the show, as he brings together Bree, Derek, Alex, Andrew, and Justin to play generically attractive 20-something adults who've been lured by a radio show to Crystal Lake. Oh, have you heard of the urban legends? That story of that killer that'll kill anyone who stays in those woods? Jason was his name? Nah, those can't be real. We'll be fine. We're just going to go on a camping trip. Come back to us on Tuesday for a completely uneventful camping trip. And on Thursday of next week, our crew of SG-12 stepped through the Stargate. They've made contact with the citizens of this city. And at the top of a hill and a temple is the Shield of Mars. What secrets does the city hold? What dangers lurk around the corner? Stargate SG-12, the Shield of Mars, on Thursday. And alternating with our Friday the 13th campaign, we're playing Masks, the New Generation. On Tuesday, two weeks from now, we will conclude our story. Our second campaign, spinning off of the first one, comes head to head with the consequences of the last story. Will they be able to stop the wall from collapsing entirely? Will they be able to save all Halcyon cities? Will the Janus rescue her brother? Will the Nova get a high score in that arcade machine? Isn't he supposed to be working? I thought he was a superhero. Masks returns in two weeks time. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. And you can see all of our schedules as well as our archive of every campaign we have ever released over the last five years at terriblewarriors.com. Today's Terrible Warriors were Derek Burrow, Wes Gunn, and Will Mitchell. And our monster hunters will return to the Parliamentary Republic of Veilmount, tumors and all, two weeks' time. And until we meet again, dear listener, thank you for listening and sharing and reviewing. Thank you for playing games and for sharing your stories. And for doing so, thank you for becoming a terrible warrior. <laughs>